If you enjoy listening to Voices in Cloud, check out David Linthicum's reports on gigaohm.com. They're about data complexity and cloud solutions, addressing many of the topics covered in this podcast series. guys, welcome to the Gigaum Voices in Cloud podcast. This is the one place where you hear from industry thought leaders providing no-nonsense advice on how to succeed with cloud computing, IoT, edge computing, and cognitive computing. I'm Dave Linthicum, best-selling author, speaker, executive, and B-list geek. And this week is my special guest, Kevin Jackson, who's joining us today. Kevin is a globally recognized cloud computing expert, bot leader, industry influencer, and founder and author of award-winning Cloud Muslings blog. He also has been recognized as the top 5G influencer. Wow, that's new. Top 1,000 tech blogger. <laughs> and uh, provides integrated social media services to AT&T, Broadcom, Ericsson, and other leading companies. His books have included uh, Practical Cloud Security and cross, a Cross-Industry View, Architecting the Cloud, Cloud Computing Solutions, so it's with Packet, and collaborations with Diverse Manufacturing Chain Alliance. He's launched Source Connect, a blockchain-enabled B2B online marketplace. Mm-hmm. This e-commerce site is a uses token-based authentication to secure transactions between diverse merchants and multinational corporations. All suppliers also all suppliers also enjoy world-class B2B sales, business, and marketing services. Wow, you've been busy, man. So- <laughs> yeah. Hey, good to uh, talk to you again, Dave. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, trying to stay on the treadmill, you know, as we all do. <laughs> well, Catch us up, um, t- you know, tell us about the blockchain stuff. That's obviously, you know, white hot and it has been. So what role do you guys play in the, uh, in that, uh, in that whole technology space? Well, um, actually, you know, e-commerce is, um, is really changing. It's, it's, it is taken over our day to day shopping, uh, with respect to, business to consumers. I mean, uh, we have an Amazon box come to our our front door just about every day. Um, I can't wait till the drones come uh, delivering. But, uh, you know, we all go online first to uh, figure out what we want to buy, make our choices, and then we buy from, from online sites. This is not the case when businesses buy from businesses. They've been really behind the uh, curve when it comes to leveraging technology. And most of this is because of the buyer-seller relationship being different. You know, when when you buy as a consumer from a store, the store has all the power. They tell you what they have, they tell you how it's packaged, and they tell you the price. And you can't um, typically negotiate. But in business to business, it's the other way around. The supplier is trying to sell to the business as a consumer. So they may sell using cash or sell using the purchase order or have to sell using some other type of uh, transaction. They may need to actually modify the product to meet the customers, in this case, the large corporations, demand. And there's a lot more negotiation. It may be a contract. It may be delivered over terms. And the online sites that are out there today do not enable that type of 
transaction. So, um, so that's what Source Connect is all about. We've uh, teamed with Inception, a software um, manufacturer out of uh, Silicon Valley, and we've built a cloud-based platform that actually enables all these different types of transactions for uh, business to business. And, and we've put, uh, we're using distributed ledger technology or blockchain in order to make these transactions secure, uh, which is something else that um, you don't have in uh, consumer websites. So you can actually do uh, digital contracts on our site. Wow. So where can we, we're going to do this at the end of the podcast. So where can the listeners find out more about your company on the web? Yeah, if you go to uh, gcglobalnet.market is um, the actual marketplace or gcglobalnet.com to learn more about what we're doing in this space. So Kevin uh, awfully uh, has a lot of uh, experience in cloud computing, and I kind of call him as one of the original cloud guys or uh, OCG. Um, <laughs> Thanks. And he's been in the market for a long time. In fact, it, it was uh, you and a few others that were, you know, just kind of running around, you know, trying to define this technology. This is even before I think NIST was, you know, doing the definitions of PaaS and mm-hmm. as a service and software as a service. So you've been in it for a long time. So give us your wisdom. What's the current state of cloud computing? And, and what are we, uh, you know, what are we doing these days that's uh, much better than what we did back in 2007 when the whole thing got started? Well, you know, um, cloud is really the industrialization of information technology. And part of industrialization is standardization. Um, and this has really reduced the cost of IT and has enabled automation. So cloud has rapidly become the default source of just about every IT service. Uh, if you want something special, you may build a data center or, or build a service yourself. But you know, 80% of what a, a business needs, you could get from a cloud service provider. So that is also changing what it means to be in a particular industry um, because the ability to get IT services quickly is blurring the lines between industry verticals. It enables brand new and innovative cross-industry business models and alliances. Um, I mean, when when Amazon Web Services, uh, you know, became famous with infrastructure as a service, a lot of large companies, you know, used it. Like Walmart was famous for leveraging. Um, Amazon for its infrastructure. But then Amazon bought um, Whole Foods and Walmart immediately saw that as a threat to their own business. So they divested themselves of Amazon Web Service because Amazon was able to bring a new and competitive business model based on cloud computing. 
this is this is happening in the uh, financial services as well, where uh, banking uh, organizations, um, especially in Asia and Africa, are leveraging cloud computing to extend and expand models into all types of financial services, including insurance. Um, so there's no such thing as a industry vertical anymore. You need to focus on what a customer needs and be able and figure out how many of those needs you can address leveraging your innovation, your ideas, and your imagination, and deploying it, leveraging cloud. So IDC just had some numbers, which were pretty astonishing. We're, we're actually spending more on cloud technology than we are on traditional technology. Of course, that probably includes some of the private cloud stuff, which you know is rebranded or cloud-washed traditional stuff. Mm -hmm. But you know, we'll set that aside for now. And we're kind of all in in cloud computing where, you know, back in 2010 and even 2015, you know, people were, you know, still confused about it. There was still pushback in the marketplace, uh, things like that. Now people are consuming this technology to a large degree. So where are companies and governments in their cloud journeys right now? Why are we seeing this inflection in use of cloud technology and what are we likely to see in the future? Well, you know, um, it, it seems like I've been doing cloud all my life, but <laughs> we're, we're really at the very beginning of a, a multi-decade journey. When uh, Vivek Kundra, you know, back in the days when I was uh, collaborating and working with NIST, um, Vivek Kundra, the then CIO of the United States, said that the government was on a 10-year a journey uh, to cloud. Well, it's been longer than 10 years and we haven't even the government, US government has barely, you know, touched the road. Um, and I think every industry is is now finally accepting both commercial and government. They're finally accepting the inherent security of this highly standardized and automated environment that we call cloud. So the automated delivery of information technology services are enabling never before imagined business models. It also gives organizations and governments, uh, government agencies the ability to do rapid experimentation. And this has accelerated both business growth and the ability of government to meet constituents' needs. So, um, you know, things are not only changing rapidly, uh, but it's taking less cost, less money to implement changes. And the whole concept of uh, failing fast is uh, becoming the mantra um, of just about every organization. So just to back up your point, which I think is 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 spot on. I mean, uh, we're going to see, I think, a normalization of some larger brands uh, in the mm -hmm. next ten years because they're not embracing the technology and they're not really to create. They're not creating an innovative culture and moving and moving toward leveraging technology. Blockchain is a big one. Five G, other things like that, 
as a force multiplier so they can defend themselves from the disruptors that are coming along. I mean, Amazon's moving into healthcare, health insurance and healthcare, and you have some big providers there, billions, billions of dollar industries and, you know, inflated stock prices that are still on that. That That's going to change over time. It's going to be more commoditized and the ability to, in essence, do what Uber did for the taxi companies with every other industry out there, including manufacturing, cars, um, the uh, retail services, healthcare, mm-hmm. All these things are coming and, and, and it's kind of, I'm kind of taken back by that I'm still having these beware, you know, this is coming conversations with some of the larger companies out there and certainly the government as well. You know, they can be disrupted because they can have their mission change and they can, they're not able to adapt as quickly to their mission changes as they should be. So what advice would you give them? Well, the one thing that people are, failing to uh, recognize or appreciate is that the data center is no longer going to be a single location. Um, the, the, the cloud is morphing into what some call the distributed cloud and where compute and storage is not in a single location all the time, but it has mobility. Uh, the application and the compute server can move to different locations across a global network. Uh, this is going to be enabled by advanced 5G telecommunications and what we're now calling edge computing. Um, this also uh, brings a focus on information and data the uh, legitimacy of data and information. I mean, we, we're now in a world of, of deep fakes um, and alternative realities. Um, that's going to get into our business lexicon as well. So we need to be able to confirm data, confirm information, um, understand the pedigree of data. So distributed ledgers or blockchain are going to be an important part of tracking data. Um, And these are going to really merge to create even more uh, business models uh, in the marketplace. So that's really what we're going to have to uh, look out for in both government and industry. So 2020, we're here, right? New year. I never thought I'd live this long. I don't know about you. <laughs> um, what are we going to look for in terms of cloud computing this year? I know everybody does the predictions, but what's a pragmatic approach to cloud? What things are going to happen that enterprises should pay attention to? You know, not the obvious people always say. Yeah. You know, AI will continue to grow in 2020. I <laughs> appreciate that. That I, This just in, fire's hot. Uh, so what does it look like to you? What, 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 How is the cloud computing evolution going to happen? Well, when, when uh, computing first started, right, IBM was the big boy on the block. And the, the word was that you would never get fired if you hired or used IBM uh, because it was safe. Well, that sort of mentality occurred in cloud computing as well. And it, we're probably still in it right now where people say, well, if you're gonna to go to the cloud, you'll be safe 
if you use Amazon Web Services or AWS? Well, that's going to that's changing rapidly. Uh, if you look at how Microsoft has really jumped into the cloud and made huge investments just last quarter, IBM announced for the first, I guess, uh, for quite a while, first time in quite a while, that they have beat uh, street estimates based upon growth in cloud. And Alibaba, you know, people may not have heard of Alibaba before, but they're actually, um, they do more online commerce than Amazon. And they are expanding into Europe uh, quite uh, aggressively. So AWS is being threatened by these and other large multinational cloud service providers. So companies need to think outside the box and not just adopt AWS. There's also going to be some alliances between cloud service providers and telecommunications companies. Um, Amazon announced an alliance with uh, Verizon just uh, recently um, because as these data centers leave single buildings and get distributed and the telecommunications companies build out the 5G network, uh, these the business models will merge. And and look look out for you know the uh, content and media because all of that is consolidating your your commercial entertainment, uh, your social media content um, is really merging and they're being delivered over cloud computing platform. Streaming media is taking over our entire life. Everybody is cutting the cable uh, to go to streaming and everyone consumes media over multiple screens. That's empowered by cloud computing. So this evolution is just going to accelerate. So how will 5G change our lives coming forward? We hear, we hear it's game changing and I think I can understand why, but in certain instances, I'm skeptical of, you know, very broad hyped claims. Mm -hmm. So 5G is more than just being able to download your video faster. Um, it, it enables a, uh, the manipulation and processing of information and data close to the end user by reducing latency uh, you can do things like augmented reality um, and virtual reality in real time the the robots that are operating in factories can now take information and data and modify their processes uh, much quicker without human interaction. Um, this is going to change the, the fundamental nature of work. So humans are going to be elevated uh, <clears throat> because of 
more information, fast information, and the multimedia aspect of this information, being able to integrate different sources faster and better, leveraging all of our human senses, things like haptic or, or sensing and hearing, so that we can integrate the information that we're getting faster and quicker. 5G will be delivering that information to us, to all our senses. So it's, it's, it's really going to change what we do, what we consider as being as, as life. Yeah, I think so. It's going to have profound change on some of the uh, social economic stuff in this country and other countries as well. I think we have internet deserts here. I mean, if you go mm -hmm. out to you know parts of Appalachia, you can't get internet service. You can't even get a cell a cell signal. So they bring five G to that area, and suddenly they have gigabits down uh, and gigabits up, and almost unlimited bandwidth. And so suddenly these communities become eligible to do the work at home stuff, the ability to, in essence, start internet businesses and really kind of participate in, in an economy that's been booming, you know, for the last 20, 30 years, but they've just never had the technological advances, the access to make it happen. Do you see sharp changes in communities such as those? Oh yeah, absolutely. And <clears throat> I mean, if you, look at what happened in some areas in Africa where uh, you had large portions of the population that didn't have a telephone. And then all of a sudden, they had access to wireless smartphones and the internet. There were profound changes in the culture uh, and in how they actually lived. We're going to see the exact same thing when these internet deserts finally get um, 5G, uh, full-blown connectivity, uh, wireless connectivity across multiple devices where your, your car, your vehicle is, is just one of the um, internet of things that you interact with every day. It's going to be your toaster, your refrigerator, your, you know, your light switch. So, so it will be it will be fast and it will be dramatic. And this is not in the far future. This this stuff is happening today. The ambient computing, um, where we are interacting with computers without consciously. Um, addressing a computer is here today. They say um, uh, Echo, the Amazon Echo with Alexa is the first um, commercially successful ambient computer. Um, now we are talking to Siri and uh, the Google Assistant who, who for some reason doesn't have a name. And this is going to, um, uh, this is, rapidly changing how we live every day. Yeah, absolutely. So we hit it a bit at the beginning of the podcast, but where can we find more about your company? Also, where are you blogging now? And where can we find you on social media and uh, how uh, listeners can keep up with you? Well, thanks for, um, uh, as I said, we uh, recently um, 
rebranded from GovCloud Network. So now we're on uh, gcglobalnet.com for any education and social media services. And for uh, our uh, business-to-business marketplace, our blockchain-enabled marketplace, we're at gcglobalnet.market. Um, and if you're in social media, I'm all over social media on Twitter at, at Kevin underscore Jackson and Facebook at Kevin L. Jackson GovCloud. And I, I still continue to blog and it's um, syndicated across multiple channels. Um, so just just Google Kevin L. Jackson Cloud Computing and you'll find me. Great, Kevin. I'm glad to have you on the podcast. I'd like to get you back at some point in time and get an update on what's going on with your company and yourself. Anyway, please pick up a copy of my book, Cloud Computing and Silver Convergence, available on Amazon and other places books are sold. Also, please make sure to follow me on Twitter at, at David Linthicum, L-I-N-T-H-I-C-U-M, as well as LinkedIn, where I have several cloud computing courses on LinkedIn Learning. It used to be lynda.com. So until next time, best of luck in doing your cloud computing projects. We'll talk to you pretty soon. Take care, guys. If you enjoyed this episode of Voices in Cloud, please check out the other ones. Removing hybrid and multi-cloud complexity is the focus of a report that David wrote for GigaOM Research. To find out more about taking IT to the next level, download the single report or subscribe to GigaOM Research for future forward advice on data-driven technologies, operations, and business strategies.